Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to Take Point on Retirement with your host, Eric Arnett. Eric is a fiduciary and licensed financial advisor who always places your needs first. The experienced team at TakePoint Wealth Management takes pride in knowing they've helped so many pursue the financial future of their dreams, and they can help you too. And now, let's start the show. Here's Eric Arnett. Hey, everybody. Welcome to TakePoint on Retirement Radio. So great to have you here again today. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and a happy new year. So it's Christmas week. Super excited about that and um, just uh, so thankful and blessed and wanted to just maybe talk about, uh, you know, sit back, relax and enjoy Christmas. And it's been a been a rough year. And but uh, let's count our blessings and um, and really remember the true meaning of Christmas and, and why we're so blessed. And uh, anyways, just great to be here today. Uh, got, we're going to have uh, Randy Woodruff, our CPA and tax tax extraordinaire here today. We've, of course, we've got Sam with us today, our DJ extraordinaire. Sam, how are you doing today? Doing well. Happy holidays to you as well, Eric, and all of the listeners. And we know everybody's plans change around the holiday time. So if you miss part of today's show and you want to go back and check it out at another time, you can find Take Point on Retirement wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can just go online to the website at takepointonretirement.com. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. And I think we have a pretty good show today. Lots to talk about as we're winding down 2022 and looking forward to 2023. You know, one thing's for sure is that um, this year, this past year has been you know, I would say a volatile year, a time of a lot of changes. And so we're getting to a time where we can, you know, maybe sit back, enjoy the holiday season and, you know, just think about what our goals are going to be for 2023. And on today's show, we're going to talk a lot about uh, required minimum distributions and, you know, the deadlines there and maybe doing some planning. If you didn't have time this year to plan, Maybe you're going to plan a little bit better for next year. We can talk a little bit about that and and some of the strategies that we have with requirement of distributions. We're also going to talk about that stray 401k. Those folks out there, if you've changed jobs a few times and you potentially have a 401k that's just kind of out there and and uh, you're not quite sure uh, what to do with it. It's maybe losing money. It's maybe not making any money and you just don't know where to turn. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to Talk about, you know, rebalancing your portfolio and making changes for 2023. Uh, you certainly can't just be static with your investments. You know, we're in a constantly changing, evolving environment with the marketplace and, and the interest rate increases, the inflation, the Fed fighting inflation, you know, a lot going on. Uh, we're also going to talk about, you know, how do you create a personal pension for yourself? And we've got uh, Randy here today. Of course, Mr. Woodruff is going to talk a little bit about some changes that we've had in the, the tax brackets. 
we're going to put together a checklist for you uh, for, to get, get you ready for 2023. And then, of course, remember throughout the show, if you would like to have us uh, get a hold of you and build you out a completely complimentary freedom red zone retirement plan to get you to that stress-free retirement. If anything makes sense today and you have questions or concerns, please reach out to us. And you can also go to my website, takepointwealth.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see where you just click and get right on my calendar. And we can certainly uh, get together as soon as possible and get you started on the track, right track for you for 2023 and for your retirement. So with that all being said, let's get into some of the material here. But Randy, uh, how you doing today? We, we haven't had you on the show in a while. I know you've been a busy man with all the tax deadlines and tax filings and corporate filings and real estate and all kinds of good stuff. So how you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. It has been a busy end of the year. A lot of uh, people looking to you know make some last minute tax decisions or business decisions that will impact their taxes. And as you mentioned, real estate, real estate is... Um, Slowed down quite a bit in terms of people looking to uh, to buy with interest rates, you know, basically going up, at, you know, historically fast. Um, it definitely has, you know, definitely slowed down the housing market. But I think there are still some opportunities out there for people that are are looking looking to buy. There's, you know, of course, it has um, the fewer buyers. There's more inventory now. You know, let's say six eight months ago. Um, if you wanted to buy a home, you, you had to have a very strong offer, you know, with basically no contingencies or all, all cash offer. Mm. Um, but that's changed, it changed rapidly. So uh, inventory has definitely shot up from what it was six, eight months ago. We think there's going to be some more inventory coming on the market. Of course, there is some coming off the market because people have realized that, you know, the what was happening the first four, five, six months of the year, people were putting their houses on the market and they were getting, you know, List a home for 400. They were getting cash offers of 420, 440, 460, sometimes more than that, even because there was such a lack of supply and such a, a, a demand to get down to get to move or get, or get to Florida. Because as you know, Florida has been open and for business, even through the pandemic for the most part. So we had a lot of people moving to Florida. And, and um, interesting analysis I did a few months, uh, a couple, couple of months ago, I took a look at the electoral college map from 1984 uh -huh. and then looked at it looked at it this year and you can definitely take a look and see what's happening with the i'll say migration of the population south you know the electoral college votes that florida and a bunch of other southern states had and i say southern i mean across the entire u.s not not just southeast look at the number of electoral college votes we had back in 1984 very where it's at today big shift of the population south and so you know, expect that to change, especially for our retirement orders out there. You know, I like to say when you get old, you don't want to be cold. And um, so it's nice to, to be here in Florida or a southern area so you can enjoy the great outdoors as you retire. And and we have that here in Florida. So welcome to the show, everyone. And we'll be talking. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be chiming in with Eric in a few minutes. Well, that's interesting um, that you bring that up. Uh, I, I, that was one of the things on our outline, so we'll just jump right to it today. Oh, but I'm sorry, going going out of order. No, that's okay. You're all right. Uh, we can we can adjust fire here. But one of the cool things that we had on our outline that Mr. Sam puts together for us here, interesting to me, is how many years would one million dollars in retirement savings last? And we've got a chart here that says uh, you know the the top ten states where your money is going to go the furthest. And then we have the top 10 states where your money won't go so far. 
And what's interesting is the big dispersions between states. But however, what's interesting to me, what caught me off guard here is I always thought that Florida was one of the most uh, valuable places for retirees to move to as far as low cost of living. And but this here says uh, one million dollars goes the furthest uh, in Mississippi is number one at 25.3 years. You got Oklahoma at 24.8 years, Kansas City, Alabama, Iowa, Georgia, Indiana, Tennessee, and Arkansas, all within that like 23 and a half to 24 year time frame where $1 million would last. Now, no surprises on the other side of the equation where 1 million won't go so far. The top state is Hawaii. your million dollars will only go 10.9 years versus Mississippi 25.3 years. So if you're thinking about moving to Hawaii, you need to call me because we need to earn some good returns on your retirement <laughs> funds if you want to check out Hawaii. But then uh, New York was number two most expensive place to retire. And you've got California, Massachusetts, looks like Alaska, Maryland, Oregon, Connecticut, and New Hampshire. Uh, not a big surprise there on those states, but was very surprising to me that Florida didn't make the list. Uh, I always impressed. thought that Florida was the cheapest place to move. That's why everybody was coming down here. But I guess it's just the sunshine. Exactly. I'm impressed you that you knew all those state abbreviations so well. You did awesome with that. Hey, you so know, pop quiz there. I got a lot of gold stars when I was in elementary school. You just must so have. You know, I was very competitive. <laughs> I did not like people getting those gold stars. I wanted all. I wanted them all. You did well. And, uh, but um, no, that's pretty interesting. But, you know, getting back to the real estate, where are people going? So like, OK, all you know, just a few months ago, there was no inventory. Right. And everybody's moving to Florida. So now why is there more homes for sale? Like I thought we had an influx of people when people were coming to Florida. These people, what are you seeing? These people that are selling homes or having the homes on the market. Where are they going? What are they doing? Why are they selling at this point? Uh, is it, are they completely relocating out of Florida or are they building a different home downsizing? What are you kind of seeing? I think all good. We're seeing a lot of all those things, you know, we are, we do have a lot of people that are downsizing, you know, that have probably been in their home for a while and, and probably needed to downsize. And with the prices being as high as they are there, now's a great time to do that. You know, one of the challenges with that though, is I sell my home, where am I going to go? Because exactly. inventory is so low. And, um, you know, so that's a challenge, but if you've got, if you've already got a place picked out or a place in mind, uh, some folks are, are have been in the process of building a house to living in the one they own. So they're going from one to the other, but they're, we are seeing a lot of people downsizing. A lot of people want, um, I'll say a, a, how do you call that? No maintenance lifestyle. Gotcha, you know, yeah. we're, we're seeing a lot of those communities pop up across Florida, more and more of those. And, um, so that's, that's being, um, some folks are, retirees that are well beyond retire, well into retirement years and they're having to sell them because their health and moving back in with family that may be outside of Florida. You know, we are seeing some people moving out of Florida just for whatever reason, but by far we have a much greater influx, influx of folks coming in. They're leaving. You know, yeah, I think that as I, you know, I lived here my whole life in Florida, especially on, on, in the uh, West coast here. And um, I'm, 
this is just an opinion. It can't be verified because you can't document this kind of stuff. But I think there are a lot of people in Florida living with relatives, family, other friends that are looking. They wanted to get here and they're staying with someone until they actually find a place to live. Because you drive around, our streets are crowded. Yeah, they're not oh, just snowbird crowd. Our streets yeah. are crowded everywhere you go. Um, places are packed. And so I think there's a lot of folks living here that haven't bought their house yet. So mm-hmm. I think once interest rates settle down, mortgage interest rates settle down, demand's going to pick back up again aggressively, especially once we get past the holidays and get into the, the first quarter of next year. And we're going to see housing demand pick up. Here again, we keep having interest rates hike that will interest rates hike up that will have an impact on it, a continued impact on it. But um, I think we will see. 150, 250, 350, 400 thousand dollar range. Those houses are moving well, and but um, you know, if you got a a, a larger home on acreage, I'm not saying you won't find a buyer, but those you know that market has definitely seen um, fewer buyers and fewer less interest than the the smaller, more affordable homes are. So, depending on what kind of product you're looking to buy or sell, you know there may be more or less inventory in that in that price range, but. Um, uh, to your point, we are still seeing a lot more people move, move into Florida than out. Um, and um, I think it's going to be a phenomenon that continues for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, perhaps to what we're seeing on a national level is that real estate has pulled back and is slowing down quite a bit in other markets throughout the country. Uh, and, you know, I know I've heard you say this before in the past. Real estate will continue to be strong here in Florida. However, we will see things slow down because, you know, it's if someone's in California, for instance, and they can't sell their home, they can't and they want to move to Florida or they're in New York or they're up there in, you know, Massachusetts or New Hampshire and and the markets all slow down up there. If they can't sell their home, then they can't come down here and buy the home down here. So maybe that's what's affecting it as well. Things are slowing down in other parts of the country. And also it's winter time. I mean, probably not in Christmas and the holidays. I mean, probably not a lot of people, you know, hopping in their car, coming to Florida right now looking for property. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. And then, of course, you know, if we we know that our, our friend, Mr. Powell, the Fed chairman, has been uh, actively... Uh, flexing his muscle and continues to increase interest rates. The latest interest rate increase just came last Wednesday. They raised another half point. Uh, so, you know, the prime rate is around seven and a half percent now. So now you're seeing, uh, you know, 30 year mortgages probably close to 8%. They, they come down. Now. They come down a little yeah. bit. Okay. So, uh, but that people might still have sticker shock if they're looking at a home a year ago, like, oh, I can get 3%. And all of a sudden it's 6% or 7% or whatever it is um, in that range. They're like probably getting sticker shocked, like, holy cow. Like, so uh, Mr. Powell and what he's doing with raising interest rates is doing exactly what he wanted it to do. And, you know, there's no secret. He comes right out and says the housing market was way too hot. Uh, You know, the job market is way too hot. Wages were increasing at a rapid rate because the job market's so tight. Um, you know, we were still spending a ton of money. People were out spending, spending, spending. Credit card levels are going through the roof. You know, so the consumer, the American consumer is is more resilient probably than any other consumer. And they're still out spending, 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 even in the face of higher and higher costs and inflation. And so uh, they're really uh, what Mr. Chairman, Mr. Powell said was 
even though we raised rates a half point as opposed to 75 basis points, we're still looking at raising rates even more here into 2023 until they see, uh, I think the key, the word was a substantial contraction in some of the areas that they're looking for. So we've definitely seen in the numbers, in the PPI numbers, the producer uh, price index, the, the CPI, the consumer price index, wholesale prices, we have seen those pull back a bit. Um, instead of running at 9 8%, they're running at about 7% in that area. So, but still not at the level that they would like to see year over year prices. So, um, you know, I think that potentially we're in for uh, in uh, continued volatility in the stock market, uh, probably well into the first quarter and going into the second quarter. I think it's going to be very similar to what we experienced last year. A lot of volatility, big up days, big down days, the market moving around, just still trying to really gauge what Mr. Powell is going to do. And and uh, one thing that I wanted to make sure people keep in mind is, is that, you know, the market itself interest. And when I say the market, I mean the markets, you know, certainly if you come to work, come to uh, come to take point wealth management and we work for you and manage your portfolios, your retirement plan. You know, we're not just putting all your money in the stock market. Anyway, we use multiple markets, multiple strategies you know, multiple uh, asset allocation and diversification strategies. So, but, you know, people need to really delineate the economy from the markets. And I try to do this in every meeting with my clients. You know, people get so focused on, well, what's happening right now? Stock market's down today. It's down, it's been down a week, the last week. And the and, you know, Fed chairman's raising rates and, you know, the economy is going to crash. It's, it's bad, bad, bad. But, you know, what what people need to remember, and let's put this into perspective. And I I use 2020 as an example uh, when I'm speaking with when I'm sitting down with people. In 2020, the economy was in complete shambles, right? Because we're in the midst of COVID, but the stock market uh, was really pretty strong and pretty decent, you know. So there was a disconnect right there, right? The the, the economy was was in shambles. Nobody was working. <laughs> You know, the economies were shut down, yet the stock market was still doing really well, right? So you would think that the stock market would have done poorly during that time frame. But 2020 was actually a pretty good year for the stock market uh, because the market is always looking forward. It's looking a year out, six months out. It's trying to predict and forecast earnings, corporate earnings. And so they was looking. the market was looking into the future and saying, you know what? I think earnings are still going to be good. And the market, And the market was correct. Even though in 2020, things were in shambles, things were shut down, massive unemployment, massive unemployment. Uh, the, the, the earnings coming out of corporations were still very good, very strong. So, um, you know, and then this year, as in, in a stark contrast in 2022, uh, we've had a horrible year in the stock market. You know, one of the worst years in the market in history, double digit negative returns. Uh, the, the earnings have been actually pretty good. The economy has been strong, yet the market's not you know, showing us that. So that's because the market is looking forward. It's trying to predict. And, all, you know, there's a 50-50 chance or a 60% chance now that we will go into a recession of some type. We don't know how it's going to be a deep recession. We still don't know if it's going to be a, a mild, soft landing. We don't know just yet. No one has a crystal ball. But the, the, the important thing to take away from here is by the time we get the bad economic data, once we get that bad economic data, guess what? The market's already going to be looking forward 
and probably going upward because now they're going to be anticipating that the Fed is going to start cutting rates to throw some juice and some fuel back on the fire. So, you know, uh, the reason that I say all this is just kind of, you know, try to keep things in perspective. You know, folks, when you're listening to this stuff, I know a lot of times it gets confusing, but the market isn't really worried or focused on what's happening right now today or even in this quarter. It's trying to look at what's going to happen in the next two, three, four, five quarters. So um, even I, there was a chart that I saw the other day, even if we go into a recession, and we might even be in the midst of a recession right now, we won't know until we can look back on it, you know, six months from now. But let's say we're in a recession for a whole year. The stock market historically has already starts to recover and grind, grinds higher six months into that, about halfway through it. So be patient, folks. I know this is painful. I know that the volatility is a little scary. I know if you're listening to the news every day and the rhetoric out there and you have a lot of your doomsdayers, mm-hmm. you know, you got your bears and you got your bulls. Right. But um, if you're truly investing for the long term and, and you're truly investing and you have a solid retirement plan in place that will weather all storms, then you just, you know, you have to be careful. Don't make any big knee jerk reactions here. Sell out of the market or, you know, go into the market or, you know, but anyways, going back to real estate too, I want, I know you got a question now, but I want you to follow up with this too. Okay. I want you to kind of give us an idea of, do you think it's a good time to be selling right now? You know? So I want to, I want to just comment yeah. on the, you mentioned that it you know, feels like it's, you know, the markets are, well, the markets are going down and you said the markets are always forward looking. And I, that's so true. I mean, you may have, you may have heard those listening, may have heard the term contrarian. I like that term. I like to be in that group. Yeah. Because I like to be, because when, when things are at their worst, that's when you have the most opportunity. And so, you know, I, I think it's good for us to tune out the noise the radio and the TV and the news and tune out all that noise and talk to Eric, talk to myself and people that have been in this in in, in the market, not just the stock market, but, but but the real estate market, the commodities market, and understand how the markets move. Eric is right, you know, this as basically things are sounding like they're going to get really bad, you know, from the, the, the listen to certain people. And they might, you know, who who knows, but it's 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 the markets are forward looking. And so typically the people that are getting back in the markets where people are going, Oh my gosh, you're getting in now. Those are the ones that typically win big. Yeah. I know I've done that in the past with real estate and in the stock market. I'm sure Eric has too with our clients. And, and so there again, you know, it's good to understand how the markets work. You know, you, the, the data that we're looking at today is, is data that we're getting that's been happening over the last month, one month, two months, three months, and that's history. And so if you want to make, make your decisions based on history, what you're going to do in the future. I'm not saying you shouldn't use history as a guy, but if you understand how the markets work and you understand that when things look like they're not really good, that can typically be a good time to buy in, take advantage of some buying opportunities. Um, you definitely want to, here again, talk to an advisor who knows what they're doing, has has been through these bear markets, bull markets, you know, several times, understands how the markets work and how money moves and invested values and how you can take advantage of these buying opportunities. And back to your question about real estate, is it a time to buy? Or yeah. sell. I mean, sell. If you're, sell. if you're a retirement retiree out there listening right now, you're thinking, you know, should I put my house on the market right now? Should I wait a little bit? Could it go down further? Might it go higher? You know, I know that, you know, folks are out there listening are probably thinking, you know, I, I, 
in my retirement plan in the next year or so, I do want to downsize or I want to make that move or make that change. Is it a good time to do that? So if you wanted the, the big, big money, the crazy money, the mad money, that was probably six months ago was the time to do that because prices have depth. You know, at, so listing prices are actually coming down. Um, but sales prices, and this is this this data is about a month or a month and a half old. So mm -hmm. it's but it's that sales prices haven't changed or gone down near as much as the listing prices have come down. So because some of the list prices were just way too much. They weren't, they weren't even, you know, they were unrealistic. Yeah. They were looking for people that were, so I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example. I had two spec homes I put on the market probably back in June and I just missed the tail of that market. I put my spec homes on the market for $445,000. You know, I was probably 60 plus thousand dollars over what the real value was. And if I could have got my homes on the market maybe two months earlier, I could have maybe caught that that wave. Wow. I missed it. I couldn't get the homes in in time. Wow. So I experienced that missing the wave right. and I just sold these spec homes for about fifty to $65,000 less than that overinflated price. Right. And I'm selling the mm -hmm. homes for a realistic, a good number. Mm -hmm. So, um, so is now a good time, good time to buy a good time to sell. Um, it still is. There's still people buying, not as, but if you got your price, if you got your home price to sell, I don't mean giving it away, but you got your home priced in where there's comps to support it, um, you will that you will sell your house. It may take a little longer than it did six months ago for sure, but you will sell your house. The challenge is you want to make sure you got a place to go. The other thing too is when we talk about timing on things, uh, it sometimes it's just got to be about what's right for you and not am I catching the perfect price or am I not catching the perfect price? Am I you know? And don't beat yourself up. Oh, I missed it. I didn't sell six months ago when I should have, because guess what? That was really overinflated prices. I mean, those were like the feeding frenzy, just uh, things were just overvalued. So maybe now things are just settling back to kind of what they should be a more mm -hmm. normalized value, but we still had a very nice price appreciation and still have really good demand for homes in the state of Florida. So uh, I think that uh, should we should be okay. So, mm -hmm. but uh, you gotta do what's right for you at the right time. And that's why we're here for you folks. Take Point is always ready to build that stress-free retirement plan for you. How'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? How'd you like to spend the holiday away across the sea? Like Where's the best place to hang your hat when you retire? I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. Whether retirement is just around the corner or several years away, time is ticking on planning not only your finances for your later years, but where you want to live out your post-retirement life. Personal finance website WalletHub recently released its list of best states to retire in 2022. Florida unsurprisingly ranked number one, followed by Virginia, Colorado, Delaware, and Minnesota. WalletHub analyst Jill Gonzalez. The top 10 continues with North Dakota, Montana, Utah, Arizona, and New Hampshire. So what makes a state one of the best to retire in? The study was based on 47 metrics, including tax friendliness, the elderly population, golf courses per capita, and shoreline mileage. As for Florida, which landed the top spot this year, Florida excelled in tax friendliness, 
fellow retirees and things to do, but could use improvement with home health aides per capita. Even though the Sunshine State is number one overall, if finances are your primary concern, you might want to consider a move to Mississippi. It ranked as the state with the lowest overall cost of living. As for tax friendliness, Alaska jumps to the top of the list. But what if you want some culture in your retirement years? New York ranks as the number one state when it comes to the number of museums per capita. The trade-off there is, naturally, the Empire State is one of the most expensive in the country. So, where do you want to spend most of your time in retirement? And what factors are most important to you when considering a potential move? Those are key questions to consider as you plan for the future. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. At TechPoint Wealth Management, we know you've worked hard to earn your money, and you've worked even harder to save it. When it comes to planning for your financial future, trust Eric Arnett and his team of experts who have been helping individuals, families, and business owners find financial freedom at their veteran-owned firm for more than 20 years. Let us help you protect and grow what you've worked so hard for. Schedule a free, no-obligation consultation now at TakePointWealth.com. So, hey, everybody, welcome back to Take Point on Retirement Radio. So glad you're here with us today. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Man, I can't believe that it's already here. This is crazy. Uh, I was sitting there last night uh, thinking about it, and I felt like I was remembering something that I did last year at this time, and I, I was like, holy cow, it seems like yesterday was January, literally. I mean, that's how fast this year went by. So hopefully you guys out there listening that um, will have a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. And, and let's put 2022 behind us and let's get focused on 2023. And with that being said, uh, we got some good info here with our tax extraordinaire, Mr. Randy Woodruff. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about, you know, some, obviously it's probably a little bit late to do that year end tax planning. I know we already had our clients in starting in October, November, December, uh, we've met with all of our clients. And that's the thing, too, that I'd like to point out for you listeners out there is that, you know, if you don't have a team that's surrounding you, a professional team like an investment advisor that's been in the industry for 25 years and also like a CPA that's been in the industry for almost almost 30, 30 years. Almost so, 30. Um, you know, I think that, um, you know, not to sit here and toot our own horn, but I, I do think that we offer a lot of value for our listeners and our clients out there. And, and uh, you know, I think it's important. And, and what's what makes us a little bit different, different is, is that we do, no matter what size relationship we have, we don't treat anybody differently. You know, if you've got $50,000 in your retirement plan versus 50 million, you're going to get the same treatment and same attention uh, across the board. That's just how we operate here. But you know, we, you deserve, you should have had, and you deserve a year end planning, tax planning and financial planning review to talk about all the different strategies, the changes, the tax changes, you know, have you taken your required minimum distributions? You know, have you done your Roth conversions? What can we do? Let's look at your taxes and your projected taxes for 2023 and how they are going to affect your retirement and your portfolio. Are you taking social security? You know, all these different impacts, folks, we go through it a through Z and all of our year-end reviews with our clients. And, you know, we start those in October, November, December timeframe. And uh, you really owe it to yourself. You deserve that kind of service. And like I said, I don't really care what size relationship it is. That's why we created Take Point Wealth Management. 
is that, you know, Randy and I have a background of working with high net worth clients. And, and years ago, we came together and we thought, you know, uh, because the big institutions, the big banks out there, we're not going to name any names, but uh, and then all the big uh, brokerage houses and, you know, they kind of went to these minimums. You know, if you don't have a, a million dollar account, they just don't give you any attention. They give you a kind of a 1-800 number and you talk to some kid on the phone and they, they say, oh, yeah, you know, based on your age and fill out this questionnaire, you should be in this portfolio. And they just stick you over in this mutual fund portfolio and say, you should be good to go. You're you're you know, you're you're 55, 60 years old, moderate portfolio for you. You know, so it's like it's just this blanket approach across the board. And I hate that. That drove me crazy. And I was even stuck in that system years and years ago before we created Take Point Wealth Management. And I'm just here to say that that's why we created this. You deserve that high net worth touch. You deserve that 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 full planning uh, that we can bring to the table for you. So I just wanted to put that out there. And, and that's why, you know, we created Take Point was we thought that everybody out there, no matter the size of the relationship, you know, Mrs. Mrs. Smith from Main Street, you know, deserve the same treatment that, you know, the Rockefellers get in Wall Street. I mean, really, that's what we're trying to deliver here. So, um, you know, if that makes sense to you folks, you know, please give us a call. Reach out to us at 352-616-0511. We're on the phones today standing by to talk to you and to, to get an understanding of what your concerns are. Do you have a good plan in place? Maybe you have a plan in place. We'll test that plan for you. We'll take a look at it. We'll evaluate it. We'll test it. We'll stress test it and see how it's going to hold up over time. If you don't really have a plan, you know, you, you just kind of um, uh, been winging it in a sense. And now you're all of a sudden, oh, man, I'm a, I'm a couple of years away from retirement or in retirement. I really need to get my ducks in a row. Then let's put a plan together for you. Give us a call. We'll do that. 352-616-0511. You can also just go to TakePointWealth.com in the upper right hand corner. You can click and get on our calendar instantly. And we can set up a chat session session for 15, 20 minutes just to get to know each other and see if it makes sense for us to move forward. So with all that being said, uh, you know, Randy, one of the big things I think that uh, folks may or may not know, and I know we've talked a little bit about it on the on this show, and this required minimum distribution that Uncle Sam makes us take every year, this pesky pain in the butt, you know, um, you know let's talk a little bit about that. And, and, uh, you know, one I know for sure is, you know, you've got to take your RMD by the end of the year, right? December 31st. Correct. And so um, are there any exceptions to that? Um, what we talk about on this show, having a Roth IRA is the exception to that. We promote Roths almost every show we have. But um, one of the things you want to be careful, too, is if you're listening, we've had clients that in the past have been have not been really using a financial advisor and they, they didn't have somebody taking a look at at their RMDs and how much they have to take out, or if they have multiple financial advisors, they don't have someone taking a step back and looking at everything they have they have to to, to take advantage of or be responsible for. So sometimes these RMDs get missed, and it can be a very severe penalty if you miss your RMD or don't take out the right amount of RMD. It can be half the penalty from the IRS can be half of that year's RMD up to that amount. Now, we have had clients in the past that have did not take out their RMDs timely or missed them for a year or two. And we actually wrote letters and got them out of the penalties. But you don't want to have to rely upon, you know, the IRS, you know, giving you the, you know, relieving the penalty. You want to make sure you work with a financial advisor, make sure you have somebody on your team that if you have a couple of different advisors, somebody's taking a look at everything. They got, they, they're looking at everything to make sure that, that, uh, 
for one, you're properly invested in, and you're not overly weighted in, in, in one or more sectors that you that you think you have diversification, you don't, but also on the RMD conversation, making sure that if you have multiple IRAs or retirement accounts that someone is calculating, you know, all of those, taking all those all those into consideration when an RMD calculation is made. Yeah. So here's my little plug, folks. If you're listening out there, uh, it's great to have Randy from Sunco CPA Group here today. And He's a, a, a our very important partner here at Take Point Wealth, and and uh, I have a little confession to make. So I know uh, I, I meet and talk to hundreds of people um, a year, and most of, a lot of people I sit down and talk to, they're they're I'm, I just ask them, you know, who's doing your taxes? As I'm looking through things, I'm seeing little mistakes being made, and and well, I'm doing I do them myself, and. And I'm like, well, why do you do it? Well, it's simple. It's easy. I just go on TurboTax, you know, and boom, I knock it out myself. I don't need a CPA. I don't need anybody. And I can, I can say that I had that same attitude probably about 10 years ago. Um, you were not doing my taxes. And I was like, I, I'm a financial advisor. I can do my own taxes. And uh, so I was doing my own taxes. And sure enough, I made some mistakes. And yes, I got audited. And uh, Randy, I went immediately to Randy at that point because I was like, oh, I need help. I need help. Right? You're kind of like the police, the police. You know, it's like we don't want to pay you anything. We don't need your help until we make a mistake. We have a problem. Then we come running to you like, help, help me out. Right. You get that all the time, I'm sure. But, um, you know, uh, it, you you may pay a little bit more. No doubt about it. You know, TurboTax is probably 100 bucks now. I don't even know what the heck it is if you're doing your own taxes. But you may you may pay a couple hundred bucks more to have a CPA do it. But I'm just here to urge folks that it's worth it. It's it's worth it because you have saved me personally so much money over the years by utilizing your services. And and I love the fact that we sit down every year and we go through my individual returns, my corporate returns. We go through my portfolios and, you know, having your. Um, knowledge and experience to have to say, hey, you know, what about this? What about that? And that's really what it's about, having a team that you can bounce ideas off of and catch problems. And and I, I can honestly say this, almost 95% of the folks that I bring in here that we meet with and I set set them up with you, you find something always and you save them money. And, and yes, you know what? You're a CPA and you're going to charge them a little bit more than TurboTax. And I get that. And and I I pay more now. I pay you quite a, I pay some good fees to do my returns and to keep me on track. And guess what? The IRS isn't bothering me anymore. And I love that. And I know that I'm not making those mistakes. And and so, um, you know, I just urge people, if you're listening out there, please give us a shout because it's so, so important to get that right. I mean, mm -hmm. the first thing that we gather when we sit down with somebody, when we're doing a retirement plan for them is their, their, the last two years of tax returns. Mm -hmm. And how many times have we gone back and done amendments? Oh, many times. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how, to your point, you know, people can, they think they can do their own financial advising. They think they can do their own taxes. And, you know, if you have a, a simple tax return, a W-2, an interest statement, you probably can do your own taxes. Just, 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 just a lot like if you've got, you know, if you're working at an employer and you're and you're contributing to the 401k plan, you probably still should have a financial advisor because usually when you're working somewhere, they have a, I'll say, a 401k trustee and HR department gives you 10 or 15 mutual funds to pick from and you're really getting advice, you know, so... Even if you are working somewhere and you're contributing to your 401k, it's still good to understand what's going on with your finances. And, you know, we've been, you know, um, you see that you said something earlier about, you know, talking to the 
big, big banks and big institutions, just you got less than a million dollars, they give you a robo advisor sits in the right. center somewhere. And, and and we here at Take Point give out customized advice, whether it be financial advice or tax advice at Sunco CPA Group. And you know, quite often clients ask us questions. And well, it depends. It depends on lots of different factors. And so we don't just give you, you know, cookie cutter answers. We want to dig into your personal situation, find out what's going on in your life, where you want to go in life, and give you answers that not only solve you solve your problem today, but create opportunities for tomorrow, and actually, you know, probably alleviate problems for tomorrow too. So. Is so uh, to Eric's point, I mean, if you're, if you're doing your own taxes and they're getting more and more complicated, you know, to Eric's point, we have uh, many, many occasions gone back and done amended returns, you know, and, and either, you know, save clients money or corrected positions that are going to save them some money in the future. So please come see us here at Sunco CPA Group and Take Point to help out with your taxes for sure. Yeah. So just to kind of uh, review that requirement distributions, you know, make sure you're taking those prior to the 31st. Uh, if you're 72 and older. And remember that uh, those distributions are taxable. So, you know, don't take more than you need to if, if, if you don't need to take more than that, that required distribution. Uh, there's one exception. Uh, you, you know, you, you have to take your RMD by December 31st. However, when you turn 72, you have until April 1st of the following year to take your RMD and pay taxes on it. So that's kind of key there. And it used to be you had to take your RMD at 70, right? 70 and a half. 70 and a half, the year in which you turned 70. So uh, we got a little bit of a reprieve. You know, they bumped it up to 72, which is nice. And, you know, hopefully Congress will continue to move that up. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, years ago, they determined that it would give people, they would give people a three-month grace period on their first RMD. But you'll also have to make another RMD by December 31st of that same year. So in effect, so making two RMDs in one year, possibly pushing you into a higher tax bracket. So be careful of that, folks. Be mindful of that. And, and the big thing is, is, you know, what we're talking about here is that take point wealth as the advice, you know, investment advisors and, and then Sunco CPA group and Randy as our CPA uh, you know, we're going to help you manage those distributions in the most efficient way. And so just little things like we've, we, you know, we've sat down with people and they may or may not have known that, hey, you're taking uh, your RMDs every year. But we also notice you're making charitable contributions to your church or, or some or some kind of charity. Great point. And guess what, folks, you can actually use your RMD to make that co charitable contribution Donate that to your church. Hey, folks, the church need needs it bad. So, uh, you know, because of the decrease in, 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 in follower, you know, people going to church these days and COVID really set them back. So, but if you don't need the RMD, but you have to take it anyway, and you're already making these charitable contributions over here, uh, every, all that change with the standard deduction stuff, you know, you're, you have to have a, a lot of deductions in order to make that charitable contribution actually tax deductible. So, you can just use your RMD. We can set it up, folks, where we can send your RMD directly to your charity. Okay. And that's a non-taxable event. You're gonna, you know, you're not gonna get taxed for that RMD distribution. So right there, there's a little tidbit right there that we can share with you. Um you got, yeah, plus if if your um, income is at such a level where you're having to pay tax on your social security, so let's just say your RMD was ten thousand dollars. That ten thousand dollars is not part of your taxable income anymore, and that could result 
depending upon your income, other income that could result in your social security becoming less taxable or not taxable at all. So it could save you, um, it could, you know, here again, the $10,000 would not be taxable. And then some are all, some are all your social security cannot be taxable too. So really, really big benefit. I'm glad you brought that up. And so many people don't know about that. Don't take advantage of that. Yeah. And then, you know, if, if you, uh, here's another great example. We were sitting down with a, with a client here a few months ago and, and she was having to take her first RMD and she's like, Oh my gosh. She's like, I don't need this money. It was like an $18,000 RMD, which is substantial, you know, and, and she's like, man, this is going to go now. Now it's going to go on top of my social security. It's going to create higher taxes. She's like, I can't stand these RMDs. And so I, I said to her, well, um, based on what we're seeing, here, I was like, I'll see you make charitable contributions in the past. And she's yeah, yeah, I make a, you know, I'd write a check to my church. I said, look, we can just do that right from your RMD. That's going to reduce your taxes. We still had to take some RMD, but uh, guess what we did, folks? We bought her a universal index life insurance policy. Okay. So we used that RMD to pay the premium on the life insurance. The life insurance is giving her an instant death benefit, which is much higher than almost what her actual portfolio is that she's drawing from. So now we just increased her net worth. Okay. Because she wants to leave a legacy to her children by just, you know, you. So now we're really utilizing. Although we had to pay money on tax on that, now we put it into a tax-free vehicle. Mm -hmm. That money grows tax-free inside the whole life. And then you can pull it out in the future tax-free. And it also goes to your heirs tax-free. So great way to combat that RMD and to keep your estate and your overall wealth and your portfolio moving forward and, and growing. Even though you're having to, it, it, it stinks that you got to draw that out, right? And you got to pay tax. So we just we just decreased your wealth, your wealth, your portfolio, right? But if we can take it and funnel it over here and still maintain your wealth and still increase your estate, then we're really what we're, we're we've created like an RMD buster strategy, you know, where we don't have to, uh, you know, see our estate and our retirement dwindle. We can actually increase it. Hmm. And, and so just little tidbits there, folks. And that's why, you know, working with Take Point Wealth Management, working with a team that's going to surround you with tax advisors, certified financial planners. We have CFAs. We have you know, advisors standing by with a great amount of experience that are ready to help you today. And, and uh, of course, we love, 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 love what you talked about earlier. You can, we can actually say goodbye to the RMD completely. If we can get that, let's get the IRS out of your life as much as possible and divest the IRS from your retirement plan. Because if you, if you're still in a 401k or you're still in a traditional IRA, you are going to be required to make those distributions. You're going to pay the tax. It's going to kick out on your return. It's going to increase your Social Security taxation. You know, create create all kinds of problems. So let's let's get that over into a Roth as fast as we can. Let's do those conversions. Pay the taxes now because guess what, folks? Once you're in a Roth, you don't have to take the RMD anymore. And guess what? When you do take those withdrawals in the future, they're tax free as well. And so imagine having the flexibility to say, hey, now I'm back in control of my money long term in my future. And, and, and I can, you know, alleviate that long term tax burden, because guess what, folks, thirty five trillion dollars in debt. Taxes are going up. In fact, we're going to talk a little bit about that here real quick. The tax brackets actually did move up for 2023 in a sense. 
Yeah, they did. The um, tax brackets. So the tax rate stayed the same back in 2018. Uh, Congress and the White House passed some tax reforms. One of the things they did is they lowered the tax rates for all Americans across the board. So no matter what you're making 10000 or $10 million, your overall tax rates went down. Even the top tax rate went from 39.6% down to 37%. So but every year, the IRS adjusts the tax brackets, if you will, um, due to inflation. In the last couple of years, they've had some nice rates, especially this coming year. So, what are the tax? What does that mean? The tax brackets. So, you know, as I mentioned, there's seven tax rates, and so if you're married filing joint, I'm looking at the 2021 tax bracket here. So, if you're married filing joint, roughly the first twenty thousand dollars of your income was taxed at ten percent. Different twenty thousand eighty one was taxed at at twelve uh, percent. So the new tax brackets, you know, the that that twenty that the zero to twenty thousand dollar trigger is going to go up, and then to you know close to almost um, twenty two twenty three thousand dollars, then that second trigger, if you will, going into the next tax bracket is going to be close to ninety grand. So all these brackets are going up. So what does that mean? Again, the tax rates, the tax rate is not going to change. But the dollar amount that triggers you going into the next higher bracket went up. So basically, your income is you know, you're you're going to be paying, I'll say, lower tax rates on more of your income because the tax brackets went up, which 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 is a good thing. You know, it's going it's going to benefit all of us. But here again, you know, a lot of our incomes have shot up because of inflation. You know, so this is basically just inflation adjusting um, these tables. Uh, to take to, to to reflect what's going on in the economy. So one of the things that we've talked about on the show a couple of times before that the IRS hasn't adjusted in at least 30 years is when your Social Security becomes taxable. So it's great that they're adjusting these brackets up to recognize that people's incomes are going up because of inflation. And so triggering that higher tax bracket now happens at a higher earnings rate. But one thing they haven't done for all of our retirees out there is they have not adjusted the base amount of when your social security becomes taxable for at least 30 years. So for all you seniors out there that have not been paying social security on your taxes or been paying or been paying taxes on your social security or been paying very low tax on your social security, you're getting a, a last two years, you got some significant um, increases, you know, COLA increases in your social security and every, all the other incomes have gone up. Don't be surprised if if you're now paying more and more taxes on your Social Security. <laughs> Again, they haven't adjusted that number up, that base number up for inflation for 30 years, at least of when uh, the income trigger that begins to trigger taxation of Social Security. So, if you have some, if you if you're part of one of these big AARPs and organizations, I recommend I recommend you write to them and, and make them aware of that. And let's apply some pressure in Washington to to help our seniors out and recognize that they need to have that adjusted up for inflation also. Yeah. I mean, we get, I get questions all the time and I'm not a tax professional, so I have to always, you know, say, Hey, consult your CPA, your tax advisor. But that's, what's nice about being at take point wealth management. We have you right here on staff and that's pretty awesome for me and for our clients because I have a quick answer for everybody. So, but yeah, I mean, one of the things that I'm hearing all the time too, and what I'm hearing you say is it could potentially, this is kind of like a shell game almost. Like, yeah, they're giving us an increase in social security with the COLA, but yet the brackets have moved a little bit to where the taxes, you might pop you up into a higher rate and they're going to get more back from you anyways in taxes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, we're going to give you more over here, but we're going to take it back over here. And it's like a smoking mirrors type thing. So that's why I think it's so, so important to, uh, you know, 
get that consultation with a CPA, with a with a with a, a real good, strong, experienced tax advisor, someone that's just not just you know using some piece of software to plug things in for you. That's called a data entry clerk. You really need a CPA professional to review everything. I mean, I'm just thinking like little things like I had a gentleman call me the other day and he was like, Hey, my wife and I are on social security. You know, how much money can I make before, you know, social security is going to start getting hit with with taxes. And so, um, you know, that's also changing in 2023, but we were able to give him that information to kind of help him strategize. And, and that's one thing that we love, love, love and why we want to get you to the Roth. And if you're out there listening today, please give us a call. We want to get you to the Roth as fast as possible. 352-616-0511. So we can do that Roth planning with you because in that Roth, it must be nice when you get, you're sitting down with somebody and you're doing their returns and you're like, oh, you've got all this money in Roth. Well, we don't have to take it from here. We can take it from there, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not going to go to your bottom line and they're not going to kick you up into another tax margin or tax bracket. So having that flexibility of the Roth in the future for future tax planning, it's got to be pretty tremendous. And I'm sure you get pretty excited about that when you see it. Yeah, I do. One of the other things that's great about a Roth IRA is, and you mentioned this earlier, and it's a great point, is that you don't have to take any distributions out of your Roth IRA. So the entire time you're in retirement, you can not take any money out of, out of, that, out of that Roth IRA if you want to. And we have some of our clients that want to, as you mentioned, leave a legacy to their family. And that's the nice thing about a Roth IRA is when the person that has the Roth IRA passes away, they can leave this to their beneficiaries, their kids, and then they get all. So the, if you had your money in the Roth, all that money grows tax-free as well. So if you have a significant amount of money in a Roth IRA and you pass that on to your kids, as long as they're, you know, until they get to where they can take money out of the Roth, that continues to grow tax free. So you can really leave a legacy to your children. All that grows tax free when they pull out tax free for them as well. You know, so that's one of the the um, the great things about Roth. You know, in retirement, if you need the money, it's tax free. But then if you are fortunate enough to have enough wealth, excess wealth that you don't need to pull from your Roth, you can leave that whole thing to your kids. It's a great um, asset to leave to your kids, and again, it it, it grows tax free for them as well. So if you if you convert to the Roth today and you're, let's say you're you know, 70 years old, and then you know, by the time you pass away, your kids may have another 25, 30 years from April from it. So you've got you know, all that time for that wealth accumulation to grow tax-free. So it's a really, really good, good tool to use both while you're alive and, and in retirement and, po- and when you pass away with your kids as well. So Randy, it's Christmas time, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. But I'm in the gift giving mood and I'm hoping you are too. So I just have a suggestion or recommendation. You can say yay or nay. Uh, but this just popped into my head on the fly. Like everything in my life, I just kind of roll with this stuff, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, but, um, and, you know, we don't even rehearse for this show. We just go for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, so we offer at Take Point Wealth, a, if, if our listeners call in, we offer them a free evaluation of their current retirement plan, or we'll even build you a retirement plan completely free of charge because you're calling in off the radio show. And that's our gift to you. So Merry Christmas, folks, take advantage of it. But how about this? All those people out there that are doing their taxes on their own, or they maybe have their next door neighbor who's, you know, uh, just a tax advisor or data entry clerk or whatever it is. I don't mean to beat anybody up, but, um, how about if folks got a hold of us and asked us to do just a free tax review? Is sure. that something you'd be willing to do? 
be very happy to do that. You know, please come see us and we'll be happy to sit down with you and you know, bring us two or three years of taxes and go through them and, and look for things that may have not have been taken advantage of or point some things that you can take advantage of in the future, some changes you can make to, I spoke with someone yesterday and, and um, they had an HSA plan for a few years and they basically quit contributing to it. They have a high deductible health insurance plan. So I asked them, why aren't you doing the HSA? They think we needed to. So if you're spending money, that's just one thing. If you're spending money on healthcare bills anyhow, and you have a high deductible plan, you're, put, you're coming out of pocket for all that money. You might as well put the money in the HSA plan, spend the money out of the HSA plan, and get tax deduction for the HSA contribution. So, so people, you heard it here. Mr. Woodruff is going to give us a free tax evaluation for Christmas. Give us a call right now, 352-616-0511, or go to my website, takepointwealth.com, click in the upper right-hand corner, schedule an appointment with me now. Let's get those returns scanned in, get them over to me. I'll get them to Randy. We'll do a free tax evaluation because you might be thinking, hey, I, I haven't done any tax planning this year and it's a little bit too late for me, but hey, let's get on, let's get on track for 2023 and let's do it, do it the right way in 2023. So thank you for that. You. Merry Christmas, everybody. I know we're running out of time here. I hope you have just a blessed, blessed Christmas and a happy new year. And Randy, wrap it up for us. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. Look forward to seeing you in the new year and many happy returns. Thanks for listening to Take Point on Retirement. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit TakePointOnRetirement.com or pick up the phone and call 352-616-0511. That's 352-616-0511. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and TakePoint Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk, and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed, past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results.